Good morning and welcome to Nature Watch. Nature Watch is sponsored by Waddell's Nursery Floral Garden and Bird Center at the corner of 12th Street and Millam Road. And now your host of Nature Watch. He's smiling. He's happy. He just drove through a lot of snow and made it here. It's Gary Miller. Good morning. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay. That, uh, and actually, actually, you mentioned the, the power outages. I, I, on the way in, I actually passed going in the opposite direction on 131. A convoy of power uh, company trucks, obviously heading towards towards that power outage. So yeah, uh, uh, they they did say that they would be on standby and ready to go. Obviously, they're out working. <laughs> obviously, not out sitting in the field, but you know, at least ready to right. get to where they need to go as quick as possible. And I was glad to reach a plowed road this morning. So thank you, plow, plow truck drivers. Um, a lot of snow out there. Visibility is not great. Right. And, well, uh, you could give us an on-the-spot traffic report in a second, <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, oh. There's a new power outage uh, just east of Goebbels. Um, the, uh, there's power outages that continue um, around Matawan, pretty much north and east of Matawan, uh, the west end of Portage is showing a power outage as well. Other scattered ones, but it's really, Gary, not as bad as as one would think. When I jumped into my car this morning, I could not get the snow off of the car. I had the same problem with my truck this morning. Yes, yeah. it was stuck. It's the, still stuck. The br- brushes are not going to work. I'm contemplating going to the car wash after after this just to get it knocked off, you know. Well, hopefully you have someplace somewhat warm to put it after you wash it because all that water is going to freeze at some point. Well, so. the water's, we got cold weather coming, too. Well, the water's already <laughs> frozen on it anyway. And and here's here's the way I look at it right now. Temperatures are going to decline through the day, but not take a big dive, but will yeah. just slide yeah. down. So <laughs> if I leave here after this show, go wash it, and then come back, I should be okay. I'm, that's what I'm thinking. You know, I, yeah, I'll be all right. Yeah, the cold, cold weather is coming though. Yeah. Well, well, I'll go outside and open the doors up, you know, once an hour while it's drying off and all that fun stuff and everything should be fine. Okay. What are the roads like Gary, since you were just on them? So actually quite snow covered visibility is not great out there. It's blowing out there. Um, maybe about a quarter mile, half a mile tops visibility. Most of the time it was a quarter mile or less. Mm-hmm. And, uh, even on the plowed roads, uh, when they plowed, uh, Late last night or real early this morning, there's still some slush on there that uh, froze, and so you got to be careful you don't your vehicle doesn't get sucked over to the side. So not great. Uh, 131 coming up from Schoolcraft was uh, right lane was pavement. Occasionally you can see pavement still uh, sort of a plowed two track that was mm-hmm. you can do about 40 maybe 45 miles an hour safely. Oh, okay. We we have a text uh, to 80373 from one of the city plow guys. Oh. As a matter of fact, been listening. Uh, yeah, there you go. And thanks for listening. We appreciate it. He says that the city streets are plowed well. It looks like the county is having problems with trees down. That's not surprising yeah, so, so at I did all. See, I did see a couple of dead trees that have blown down. They were partially blocking a lane. Um, one of them, I could see somebody had pulled the top off to the side. So um, some of those dead trees in that wind, that heavy, wet snow yesterday just weighted those those trees down. And it's even heavier now. I, I have yes, a feeling it that it warmed up a little last night and then yes. cooled off and everything refroze. That's why I can't get anything off my car, and that's why I'm venturing to the car it, wash it to get stuck it out of the car. It is stuck under. Yeah. Wow. So there you go. And, you know, it's an excellent segue as, as we are going to talk about how this change in weather affects nature. Yes, yes. It's, it's just, it, I love it when it's so, so a couple, like couple events. You know, this is a good day to stay home and listen to the radio, watch the game today. But, we, just, but we don't want you to necessarily do that. 
just take your time getting to where you need to be. Well, true. You know, yeah, Bronco basketball doubleheader today. We want to see some people out there. Yeah. I'll be in studio for the men's game. Take your time. So, Leave enough space with the vehicle in front of you. Have your headlights on so people can see you. That's yes. really important. Thank Saw you. one vehicle without their headlights on this morning. Uh, uh, just, uh, you know. The, that, those are times when I'm glad I'm not in this radio station because the words coming out of my mouth cannot <laughs> be aired on this station. So, anyway. so in a couple of weeks, um, actually a week, we've got some events coming up starting at uh, the Green Thumb Club at Waddell's. And next Saturday at 11.15 is Landscaping with Native Plants for Pollinators. And I happen to know the the, uh, the speaker on that happens to be me. Oh, so, <laughs> well, you need to be there then. There so, you go. So uh, good good, uh, good uh, activity to, to do, that Green Thumb Club. Uh, you can go to Waddell's.com and get all the details. Um, in two weeks, um, there's a talk, a squirrel, a deer, and a chipmunk walk into your backyard, how to take care of those critters. And... Uh, Stacy Lancaster at uh, Waddell's is going to talk about how to take care of those animals and try to keep them out of your landscaping and that. And in February 10th, we've got uh, a bird in the bush is worth two on the feeder. So, again, using native plants and plants to attract birds to your your yard. And uh, so it'll be interesting. I'm also doing that one. Okay. So, uh, we've got other topics, too. So go to Waddell's.com and sign up for that Green Thumb Club. Some activities to do in the wintertime. And can't do much out in your yard except watch the birds and shovel snow. Right. As long as you can shovel it, yeah. I'm just saying, you know, yeah, that stuff's heavy. This stuff is, is it, it's brutal. So, it, it, and if you can't handle it, get help. That you know, have, someone will help you. I'm sure of it. I, yes, I, I would. Well, no, I wouldn't. I'm old anyway. <laughs> so, so I thought just with with the, with the snow we've had and the cold we've got coming, it'd be a good time to talk about what the benefits are of snow and cold. Okay, there are some benefits, believe it or not. Okay, well, uh, be- well, before we do that, do we, do we have a trivia? We question? do have a trivia question. It's a snow trivia question. Let's let's do that, and then we'll jump back to uh, and jump so, back to that. Okay? So, so my trivia question this morning is: How many sides does a regular snow crystal have? How many sides does a regular snow crystal have? You can Google it or take a shot at it. Three eight two four two eight zero eight seven seven three eight two. Four two eight zero. First correct caller with the answer to how many sides does a regular snow crystal have? Simple. It's a, it's a math question. Yeah, I had some more detailed, dif- difficult questions. My wife poo pooed those. Uh, I uh, <laughs> did a somewhat simple one today, so we'll see if uh, somebody's awake and drinking coffee this morning. Yeah. Why? Why does that not surprise me? Good morning, <laughs> WKZO. Who's this? This is Julius. Julius, hey, how are you? How's your How's your snow doing out there? Great. My my daughter and my sister came over and shoveled my driveway yesterday, so th- I'm thankful for that. Hey, great. Oh, yeah, that's great. Outstanding. Okay, how many sizes does a snow crystal have? I think it has six sides. That is correct. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, yes. my goodness. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. You see, we, we kept it simple and to the point, and Julius is our big winner, $20 uh, gift card to Waddell's. Um, can you hang on the line and I'll get some info from you? Yes, sir. Okay, thanks. Hold on there. And uh, we are going to get some information from Julius, or at least I am. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about how snow is impacting everything. Yes, yes. There you go. This is Nature Watch on WKZO. Wild birds count on you for their meals this time of year. And Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center is where you'll find the best selection of the bird feeding supplies you're looking for. 
To keep birds safe from flying into windows, apply Window Gems. Window Gems are beautiful, prismatic vinyl clings that break up glass reflections, warning birds in time to avoid striking them. Waddell's has several varieties in stock. All refract sunlight are removable and reusable and all are $2 off right now. To provide your feathered friends with extra energy, get Woodpecker's Choice Suet. The case of eight is on sale for just $13.98. Black oil sunflower seed makes a wide variety of wild birds happy. The 50-pound bag is on sale for $28.99 or save even more, get two or more 50-pound bags for just $26 each. Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center, your bird feeding headquarters for 78 years. Located on Texas Drive at the corner of Millam and 12th Street. Detroit Lions football. I saw all the billboards. I, I was like, man, Detroit has my back. All the hard work that's been put in, it says a lot. It tells me we're ready for what's next. Next up, the playoffs. The Detroit Lions host the Los Angeles Rams at Ford Field. Pre-game Sunday at 7.15 on your home for Detroit Lions football. West Michigan's home for the Detroit Lions. Yeah. 590 and 106.9 FM. WKZO. You know, Gary, this is the latest in the season in my lifetime that I've ran a Detroit Lions promo. Yeah, so you're ready for the game I see today. you got a Lions shirt on, a Lions hat. Yeah. He's got his Western sweatshirt on over the top of that. Yeah, exa- so. Exactly. I'm ready to rock and roll. And and I, I have my uh, Sam Laporta um, numbered shirt ready to go for tomorrow <laughs> night and uh, by the way he may go he may go let's hope anyway okay we, so, we, we have business to do it doesn't yeah, so, so football. actually about those snowflakes <laughs> in the six sides um so in the skies high above a solitary snowflake is forming seeded by a speck of debris like dust salt a bacterium carried aloft the tiny delicate crystal grows and grows with ever more water depositing on its surface as the flake is buffeted about within the cloud when the snowflake gets big and heavy enough, it falls, changing its form as it encounters the steadily warming temperatures near the surface. Though snowflakes are beautifully varied, there is one underlying pattern that is seldom broken. Snowflakes' intricate patterns almost always have six sides. There's a rarity that they're not six. The reason why is because snowflakes are made of water, and water molecules bonded together take on particular shapes. The hexagonal shape of water molecules bonded together persists as the snowflake grows and grows, meaning that the tiny form of a beautiful snowflake is also a window into, into the even tinier but no less beautiful realm of the individual chemical bonds at its core. So snowflakes can get big. We've seen big snowflakes in, periodically in Michigan. And this was actually, I was thinking about doing this, and it was too easy to find the answer, and I guess the six wasn't too bad either for the number of sides. Ah. So the biggest snowflake on record, and it's in the Guinness Book of World Records, was huge. They were 15 inches in diameter. So think about that. 15 inches in diameter. Okay, I'm I'm I'm, I'm kind of doing some and measuring eight math inches in my head thick. Here. So think of a big pie plate almost, except a couple of them stacked on top of each other. So 15 inches in diameter, eight inches thick. They fell on Fort Keogh in eastern Montana on the 28th of January in 1887. Did it damage anything? Nearby ranchers described the flakes as larger than milk pans and measured them eight inches thick. Imagine shoveling that off your driveway. They're huge. So in the wow. Guinness Book of World Records, wow. biggest snowflake on record. Wow. Uh, those, are, those would be, I mean, you almost want to dodge those if you're outside and that's coming down. So some benefits of snow in the yard. I know we're looking at all that snow. We're going to be 
not too happy having to shovel it later on today and or a couple times here because it looks like we're going to get lake effect off and on and the winds are probably going to keep blowing it in. But a couple of benefits of uh, of snow in the garden. Snow actually picks up as it comes through the air, picks up nitrogen, so it's fertilizer. So some mm. cheap fertilizer, not a lot of nitrogen, but it does get a little nitrogen down. And uh, yet, uh, as long as that uh, snow melts fairly slowly, when it gets warmer and uh, soaks into the ground, doesn't run off, you have that advantage of that fertilizer. Hmm. It also insulates plants, which is also very important because we have some really cold weather coming. So that snow actually works as a great insulator. Um, it's mostly air, and uh, with that uh, snow, when it gets on the ground, if the ground's not frozen, that ground is going to stay at a right around about 32 degrees uh, because of all that air insulation. Think of some light, fluffy insulation around anything that you've, you've seen insulated before. And uh, so that snow really insulates plants. Um, really helps protect them from those cold uh, cold temperatures. Also helps insulate the soil. So if that soil is insulated and has that snow cover all winter, all those little microbes in that, even though they're moving slower because it's cooler, are still active. So I remember last year, um, about the uh, middle of January, about this time, I guess, I went out in my garden and scraped a little bit of snow off and some leaves that I'd put on as mulch. And my soil was not frozen, and I saw earthworms directly underneath the leaves. Oh, really? So they were active all winter. They were up because it was warm, you know, not, not relatively warm, warmer than out in the air. Right. And so they're very active, lots of earthworms. So uh, those, those little critters in the soil are actually active all winter, helping break down that organic matter and uh, helping improve your soil. Now, in case you're wondering how cold it's going to get, I looked ahead. Yes. Um, Monday's high, 7 above. That's the actual air temperature. Yes, Seven and, and, I, and I and I one of the forecasts I saw this morning because I was watching a couple of them. Tuesday's high was three, a low of yeah. minus one, and mm -hmm. then some wind. Now keep remember, Lake Michigan is not even close to um, you know frozen over. In fact, there there was like hardly any ice on it at all. Oh yeah, um, there's hardly any ice there. And so you would expect Lake Michigan to be an insulator, and. If, it, if this is the insulation we're getting, three above, just imagine what it's like in Wisconsin. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So, and actually further west, I, was, I looked at actually this morning in uh, some of the weather apps and uh, out in North Dakota and Montana. So, so my oldest daughter lives in outside of Kansas City, Kansas, and they've actually got a wind chill warning through Tuesday noon of wind chills as low as 40 below. And Northeastern Montana this morning. With, uh, actually, in the city of Glasgow, Montana, 56 below wind chill. Oh, my gosh, that's cold. That's not something you want to be out in. Um, 40, 40 below or colder, you know, 40 below, you can freeze your skin in five minutes or less. And so you got to be careful out in that cold weather. If You know, if you have any questions for Gary on this, and he is uh, very intelligent on this, and he's kind of barking up my tree because I, I, I love dabbling in, in weather. Um, 269-382-4280. You can text the question in if you like, as as uh, others have done. One said hi, and the other one talked about city streets. 80373, text your question in to us, and uh, we'll get it up, up on air, and Gary will hopefully have an answer for you. Chiefs? And Dolphins tonight is going to be must-see yeah, I, I saw there was some, some texts about that that people were thinking, gosh, do they need to move the game because it's going to be so cold? It's going to be colder. Oh, yeah. And, um, they're, and they're playing. You don't cancel a game because it's cold. Yeah. No. This isn't baseball. 
So, so that you know that, that one of those northern teams, the Packers, t- are used to playing in some of that cold weather. Some of the other teams, not so much. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, right there, you see go. how the how the games go. Yeah. So snow, um, I mentioned also, you know, the insulation helps protect against temperature fluctuations. So temperature fluctuations in the winter time are one of the worst enemies of plants and the soil. Uh, when we get those warm ups uh, into January, into February, sometimes. We get those warm-ups and it stays too warm too long. Plants start thinking, oh, it's spring. And the buds start swelling. And then we get those really cold Alberta clippers come in in March, April sometimes, and does a lot of damage, um, does does a lot of damage in the soil, kills those little microbes at the surface. So that really helps protect against those uh, temperature fluctuations. And snow is a good winter mulch. Like I said, it you know, insulates plants. Um, if you didn't get a chance to mulch your plants this last fall, you can still put some mulch over the snow. Um, so if you want to need to put a little additional mulch around some of those plants, um, don't shovel snow on top because that's shoveling snow. You tend to compact it and turns into ice, does plant damage. Um, but the uh, that snow will help insulate. If you do put mulch on top of the snow, I'm going to tell you it's going to take longer for that snow to melt in the spring because it's insulated from that mulch. So, well, But that might be a good thing because like, your plants will stay nice and uh you know, dormant um, as things go fluctuate and maybe they'll be protected from that last uh, one of those late frosts. Um, you know, with those that snow mulch on there too, like the plants that die back, like perennials and that, um, helps protect those. And there's a lot of native uh, perennials that uh, that are out out in, in landscaping and out in nature. Um, you know, the other one of the last benefits of snow. And I know this sounds odd, but it adds beauty. <laughs> so. It's actually neat to see that snow. It's nice and quiet. Um, if you have a chance to get out, especially cross-country ski, hike, snowshoe, nice and quiet, you know, nice chance to observe nature. You get to see a lot of birds. Uh, actually see some neat snow formations and uh, sometimes some neat ice crystals. Um, nice and quiet. Nice to get out there um, and enjoy nature that way. And uh, some of the uh, um, other surprising facts about snow, snow is not white. It's translucent. Uh, the reason snow appears white is because of the light reflecting off the sides of the snowflake, diffusing the color spectrum. Snow can also appear orange, yellow, pink, green, and even purple. While technically colorless, snow may contain dust or algae that give it different colors. Orange snow fell over Siberia in 2007, and pink snow, also called watermelon snow, covered Krasnodar, Russia in 2010. Watermelon snow is common in mountains and has a sweet smell and taste. However, it frequently contains nasty algae that will make you sick, so do not eat it. <laughs> so obviously somebody tasted it to say, oh, it's sweet. Um, oh, come on. We ate snow when we were kids. You know it. You did it too. Uh, a single snowstorm can drop 39 million tons of snow, carrying the energy equivalent to 120 atom bombs. So a lot of energy in those storms. And that would explain why if you get satellite, you you use some of that satellite signal, um, you get all that energy up in the air. Yeah. Yeah, my my next challenge is to go outside and clear off our dish. And I I tried with a broom. It's all stuck there. It ain't going to work. Yeah. So I I need to find something a little more creative to get the snow off of there. So fear of snow is a thing, actually. Um, It's called kyanophobia, which comes from kyan, the Greek word for snow. 
If you're, in case you're wondering what is so scary, imagine being caught in an avalanche or buried under snow. For some people, it is similar to fear of water. So that is a thing. Um, about 90% of snow is air. I mentioned that insulation um, factor of, uh, of snow. And so it's used for hibernation for many animals. Did you know that igloos can be 100 degrees warmer inside than the outside temperature? So if you're ever stuck in the snow, build a snow cave. So that really great, great insulator. And uh, so snowflakes seem to flutter slowly, but they can also fall very quickly in wintry conditions. So on average, they, they come down at about two to three miles per hour. But the fastest speed, they can get up to nine miles per hour when they come down. So uh, something interesting with... Uh, with snow, and uh, we always hear that no, no two snowflakes are alike. But let's, let's just say that the likelihood in nature, not a scientific lab, is very minute. There are many molecules, plus each snowflake follows a different path through the atmosphere, so they all get those different shapes. And obviously the skiers are going to be happy with the snow. The ski resorts are uh, going to be great. with uh, They finally have some cold temperatures and snow, uh, so it's a great activity in the winter. I know there have been really waiting for that snow to be able to come, stick around. and uh, So that, it looks like they're going to have some good weather here. I see, I think Timber Ridge is opening up at noon today. That is great. And, and, uh, and you know, we, 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 we were saying it weeks ago, you know, I, I felt really bad for the winter enthusiasts not being able to get their snowmobiles out, um, hit the slopes, uh, cross-country ski, et cetera. You have been saved, my friends. <laughs> you, yeah, and you I see, I think Echo, Echo Valley was going to open up today, too. So, Oh, great. I, th I thought I saw that uh, that post uh, okay. last night. There should be some really slick tracks. Let me tell you something. Yeah. <laughs> so, bundle up. Make sure you wear layers. Right. Um, layers are great in the wintertime because you right. do sweat. Um, you actually dehydrate very easily in the wintertime. Think of when you were a kid and you're out playing in the snow, sledding or whatever, and you got in and you were just like super thirsty. It's easy to dehydrate in, in the wintertime. Actually, it's sometimes easier than the summertime even. Really? You don't think about drinking water in the wintertime because it's cold out. But you do need to make sure you stay hydrated very well. Yeah. And uh, so we're talking about some of the benefits or there's some things about cold weather. Um, there are some myths about cold weather. Um, so actually one of the things, one of the things that are beneficial for, for, for cold weather is that plants go into hibernation mode. Um, basically, those buds stay nice and tight. They need that those chilling temperatures so they can set fruit. And uh, so and, and it kills off some of those some of those pests and uh, that we don't, don't like so much. Um, at Cornell University Fruit Integrated Pest Management Coordinator, Dr. Juliet Car Carroll explains a classic example is Stewart's wilt of corn. For Stewart's wilt, the bacterium that causes the disease overwinters in the flea beetle that feeds on corn. If winter temperatures are low enough, the risk of Stewart's wilt may be completely eliminated for a region. So if that cold doesn't come, the outbreak of Stewart's wilt can mean smaller harvests, higher prices, and frustrated farmers. And uh, so that chilling time is important, especially for fruit growers. So think of all those native plants that have fruit for animals to eat. Occasionally we harvest some of it. But even those, those uh, cultivated fruit trees and that, um, those chilling hours are very important. And... Uh, so that gives a, those plants a chance to build up that new growth uh, for, for the following season. And farmers can prune and transplant without fear of sprouting. Usually that pruning they do in the wintertime. Mm -hmm. And uh, they like it 
Not real, real cold because it's not comfortable on them, but they don't want it real warm either because those trees start thinking, oh, it's spring, we're going to start growing. Without sufficient chilling time, a fruit tree will generate fewer, weaker buds, limiting fruit production from day one. So those chilling hours are really important for all that types of fruit production. And that's not only true for those cultivated fruits, but also for all the the native plants that have fruit available for animals to eat. So it's, it's interesting that those warm days when they get those temperature fluctuations, that can really affect plants. So we get those late frosts sometimes, that line between rough and disaster on those days is razor thin. And apple's the difference between a frost that causes a 10% bud loss and one that causes 90% loss can be under 10 degrees difference, held for just half an hour. So plants are very sensitive, that's why those cold temperatures they stay dormant, and then we get some warm-ups. They still some, stay somewhat dormant because they're really tight buds, and uh, so okay. it helps protect plants. So we, ladies and gentlemen, we have returned to normal weather, but we did it quickly. <laughs> <laughs> but but, but th- this is the way it's supposed to be in January anyway. And Gary just explained how it benefits. So so there are some benefits when you're when you're shoveling all that snow and you're not too happy about it. Just think, you know, gosh, in this next summer you'll be glad it had some we had some cold weather and some snow. Okay, expect snow through the day. Expect roads to be not the best, but that doesn't mean stay home. Just take your time getting to your destination, like Bronco basketball later. Yes. There you go. Gary, thank you. Now get outside. Enjoy the outdoors. Besides the shoveling, there's just other activities you can do. So. And if you want, stop by Waddell's and say hi to this guy. I'm sure he'd love to talk to you. Yes. There you go. And thank you all for listening to this edition of Nature Watch. Tune in each Saturday at 8.30 in the morning for Nature Watch. Brought to you by Waddell's Nursery, Floral Garden, and Bird Center at the corner of 12th Street and Millam Road. American Outdoors Radio is next on 590 and 106.9 FM, WKZO.